Hi, I'm Moose Jaw Matt. Welcome to Nature and Science for Kids. I'm waiting here with hundreds of other people for a geyser to erupt, and not just any geyser, but the most famous geyser in the world. Do you know its name? It's called Old... Wait, it's erupting. Wow. Woo-woo. It's amazing. Look at it go. That was incredible. No wonder so many people visit each year to see it erupt. Do you know yet what the name of the geyser is? The most famous geyser in the world is Old Faithful, and it's in Yellowstone National Park. We're visiting Yellowstone together. Are you excited like me? Now that we've seen Old Faithful, let's take some time so I can share with you about the other wonders of Yellowstone. Yellowstone is a spectacular place. There's so much about it that makes it special. It can be hard to know where to start. So let's start back at the beginning. Yellowstone is different than Yosemite, and it's a national park. In fact, it's the world's very first national park. It's named after the river that flows through the park, Yellowstone River. On nps.gov, the park's official website, it says, according to French-Canadian trappers in the 1800s, they asked the name of the river from the Minotauri tribe who lived in what is now eastern Montana. They responded with something I won't try to pronounce, which literally translates as Rock Yellow River. So there you have it. Rock Yellow River became Yellowstone River. A lot of the names we have in the U.S. come from Native Americans. In fact, about half of our states are Native American-derived including Wyoming, which is the main state Yellowstone is in. And a fun side note, Wyoming got its name from a valley in Pennsylvania of all places, the state of my residence. What what? Representing the pencil state. So yes, Yellowstone is the world's first national park, and it became a national park in 1872, the year I was born. Just kidding. A national park, by the way, is land set aside for people to enjoy. It's generally undisturbed besides creating hiking trails and roads to get to the key areas of the park. I think the national park system is one of America's best features. Something you may or may not know is that Yellowstone is a super volcano. When you see pictures of Yellowstone, you may think, hey, this doesn't look like a volcano to me. But not all volcanoes look the same. One of the most famous eruptions in recent history was Mount St. Helens in Washington State. That's what we usually think of when we hear of volcanoes, but Yellowstone looks different. That's because it's a caldera. Imagine you pour some water into a pot, put it on the stove, and turn on the heat. What would happen to the lid of the pot eventually? Well, the water would boil and steam would start to shoot out from around the edges of the lid, while the lid itself would bounce around on the pot a little bit. And if you have a whistle on the lid, it would be whistling to let you know that it's time for tea. That's almost exactly what's happening at Yellowstone. The magma underground is like the stove top. It's hot. 
there was a lot of heat energy underground at Yellowstone, and it heats up the groundwater so that it begins to boil. All that steam and energy builds more and more pressure until it shows up on the surface as a geothermal feature. Geothermal is made up of two words. Geo, which means land and rock, like geology, and thermal, the second word, which means heat, like a thermos or thermal underwear. Yellowstone has five basic geothermal features. Number one, hot springs, which are pools of hot water. They look pretty, but you don't want to swim in them. Number two, mud pots. Hot springs, hot enough to dissolve the rock around it so that it mixes and looks like mud bubbles up near the surface. Number three, travertine terraces. These are neat looking. They too are hot springs that rise up through limestone and dissolve it. Then the calcium slowly is deposited around the rim of the pool at the top so it makes steps or terraces of hot water. Number four are fumaroles and those are vents for hot steam. Finally, number five are geysers. Geysers are hot springs of water that heat up and there's a narrow passage somewhere underground so the pressure builds up and up and finally blasts the water above ground in a large spray that can last anywhere from a couple of seconds to many minutes long. Old Faithful, which I saw earlier, is the most famous one because it is predictable enough so that people can go around and look at other parts of the park and then come back when it's time to erupt. It is so faithful to its schedule that it has the name Old Faithful, even though it's not perfect, it's close. So it can keep the name Old Faithful. And speaking of geysers, there are about 1,000 geysers in the world. That's a lot. And about half of them are found only in Yellowstone. That means it's a great place to see a lot of geothermal activity, including geysers. But the heat energy underground that is causing all these geothermal features at the surface is huge. There is a large magma chamber beneath Yellowstone that is around 25 to 50 miles across or 40 to 80 kilometers. Magma is what we call lava that is not yet at Earth's surface. Magma is underground. Lava is above ground. Let's think of Yellowstone in another way. Mount St. Helens had a crater one-fourth of a mile in diameter or across from side to side. The Yellowstone caldera is about 30 to 45 miles across, or 50 to 70 kilometers. If you want to have a good idea of how big Yellowstone is compared with Mount St. Helens, take a white sheet of paper and draw a small circle on it. The small circle represents Mount St. Helens. The rest of the paper is Yellowstone. So when Yellowstone erupts, we can say goodbye to some western states. Goodbye. You may be wondering, is it safe to visit Yellowstone? Sure, go ahead and visit. As one of my professors said as we drove into the caldera, if it erupts while we're there, at least we'll have front row seats. Yay! There's more to Yellowstone than thermal features, though. There are majestic mountains, beautiful meadows, evergreen trees, and the largest freshwater lake in all of North America, higher than 7,000 feet. 
It's called an alpine lake. And the name of the lake is Yellowstone Lake. So we have Yellowstone Lake, Yellowstone River, and Yellowstone National Park. We don't change the name very much. We haven't even mentioned the fabulous wildlife though. Wolves, bison, black, and grizzly bears. If it's black, fight back. If it's brown, lie down on the ground. There are mountain goats, elk, moose, coyotes, lynx, mountain lions, wolverines, white-tailed deer, brook trout, lake trout, polar bears, and spinner sharks. No, wait, sorry, I got carried away. All of that list is true except for the polar bears and spinner sharks. Do you feel eager to visit Yellowstone now? I sure do. Come on, join me for another Yellowstone adventure next time as I share experiences I've had in Yellowstone. It has been so nice to spend time together exploring more about our world. Thank you for learning with me. If you're enjoying the podcast, consider becoming a supporter of the podcast with Patreon. Look for a link in the episode notes. You can also leave a review, share with a friend, or simply keep listening in the future. Also, don't forget that you can ask me a question and I'll answer it on an upcoming episode. Or consider sharing with me how you've been exploring your world. Record yourself speaking and send it to me in an email to natureandscienceforkids at gmail.com. I'm Moose Jaw Matt. Until next time, keep exploring your world.